Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Yes A Lot, a lyrical dive into Anthem Pack's discography. Today we will be taking a look at the seventh track of the second studio album album, and this song is called Without You. The song features a guest verse by Rapsy. This is the uh, first uh, time Anderson and Rapsy worked together, but this wasn't the last. Uh, he actually had two features off of her her second album, Layla's Wisdom, uh, he was featured on Ooey, and he was featured on the song Nobody, which also had Black Thought and Moonchild, so that's pretty interesting, and another thing, well, not Ooey, but Nobody also had production by Ninth Wonder, and he also produced this track, and y'all should know who the fuck Ninth Wonder is, um, he is producer, has worked with lot of um lot of household names work with Kendrick, he's worked with Cole, he's worked with Jay, Drake, Mac. Uh he was on a couple tracks. He's on he has more contributions on Malibu, so yeah, if you are into like if you know who producers are then you should know who Ninth Wonder is. So yeah, without any more draggy introduction, let's just talk about the actual song. So the song begins with the chorus, and the chorus starts with with all the kiss and the touch and the bite and the tug, and you know I love what you do. So Anderson loved all these things, and he loves it when his girl is doing them, and she knows it actually gives him joy, so she knows how to please her man. And all the spit and the curse and the fight and the fuss and you know I'm only fucking with you. So in the rare occasion that he either loses his cool or just does something like what he mentioned above kissing. Uh, no, kissing is uh, like the stuff that he likes, stuff that he doesn't like is spitting, cursing, fighting, fussing. Or, well, it would be stuff that he does that he would rarely do that isn't uh, something that he would normally do uh he doesn't really mean it's not from his heart it's not um it's not in character for him and actually most of the time it'll just be him teasing her and she actually recognizes that this is how she sees at least from his point of view if i if i could i'd take you everywhere but you know i can't do nothing with you you know I never looked as good as I do, and it's the truth. No bullshit, I'm nothing without you. So he would like to do everything with her, but he knows that he wouldn't be able to get anything done because he is with her, and he would not be able, like, he'd be distracted and lose focus. He recognizes her beauty and said that she will always be better looking than him, and Pac does look pretty good, so, you know, that's... That is saying something, and he knows that without her, he'd not be the same person that he is. And she basically completes him and helps him keep his sanity. So after this, we get into Anderson's verse, and he starts with, Say, I should take his heart and pawn it at the auction. I don't need it. I'm a sling this bitch and take a shot. Because what good is any heart if I can take? breaking pieces i would rather have no feelings than crying and sobbing anderson doesn't know if he wants to pursue anything because a heart can easily break and this has happened to him before so what's the point of trying to get love again he would just rather have no feelings than negative feelings because at least when he's feeling nothing or has no thought then there's no reason to be depressed at all
When I met you, I was broke with the rope on the faucet. I had dreams I would blow like a Nintendo cartridge. I was hungry. I was dirty. I needed a shower. Said you fed me and you clothed me. You packed me a sack lunch. Before becoming a musician, Pac was per- dirt poor. And I covered all this shit in like a bunch of different episodes about how he like was basically fucking dirt poor and broke before eventually making it like he didn't have anything but like yeah obviously he didn't have everything and yeah i've said this countless times on the show and despite his monetary issues however he had dreams of making it big and blowing like a nintendo cartridge refers to blowing into the cartridge when the game wouldn't work and hopes that would fix it studies have been done for this and this has been proven to be bullshit and that actually uh deteriorates the uh cartridge but it worked at the time i guess like people did it and it proved results even though it really didn't i guess it was like a placebo or some shit like that just like i don't know know how that shit works but point is it worked for them so it works for this line and yeah and his wife jaylen actually helped him get through the tough times of him being uh basically not having anything so this line could be referencing what she did and well actually if you think about it the whole song is referencing what uh she did and him having certain thoughts about it like i don't i don't think he would have these thoughts in real life because aronson doesn't really seem like the type of guy that would have the thoughts i'm about to discuss but like Hey, he put this in a song, so I'm going to talk about it. Papa said when I get older, get a girl like your mama, but I'm 20 cough years old and I'm running out of options. Well, we can ignore the cough because, like, I've determined that that's irrelevant, what he's saying between the cough or why he's coughing, so we can just say, but I'm 20 years old and running out of options. His dad wanted him to be with someone, someone to his mother, however, as time goes on, that becomes less likely to happen, as options start to dwindle down, because girls get taken by other people as time goes on. How I'm supposed to trust you? Ain't you one of them ones trying to run up, post for the perfect picture, upload and post it? Disregarding the fact that she literally helped bring him up, he's questioning if her intentions were for actual love or just so she could get attention now that her man is famous and she has access for the whole world through him and she can get all the attention she wants. And then he ends the verse with a question. Is you with me or not? I'm from the city where they wear bikinis in the water drought. But I'm used to having cyclones blown in and out of my life, so it's no biggie if you need time to figure it out. He's from California, which is known for its bikinis and wired routes. And while there are plenty of girls lined up to be with him, these don't normally last long in terms of like relationships. And he is used to be them being quick, so she still has time to figure it out, even if she'll have to wait for the next relationship to be over, which generally will be soon because of how all these things go and then he goes on to the chorus and usually when i say like oh he moves on to a chorus or like a bridge that he did before i normally don't talk about any significance but i think this time it does have significance like before like he was just 
kind of setting the tone for the song and then he did his verse and then after his verse i think it actually provides more of a context he's just saying that even though he she may not feel this way towards her him and that he might be uh he might not be like i guess he might be being tricked because she doesn't love him for who he is but rather who he's become in but he still loves her and like doesn't like he has actual feelings for her rather than the fake shit that he is thinking that she has all right so now that we got anderson's shit out of the way we pretty much lyrically covered everything anderson has for the song we're gonna go with rhapsody's verse so she starts her verse off with you know you're wrong shit you out of pocket so rhapsody starts her verse off by directly responding to Anderson's questions in the verse and saying that he's wrong for having this mind sentiment and that he is wrong. That's basically the only real way to word it. There's no, like, complex way. Like, like, I guess you could say he is incorrect for, like, I don't know. Uh, Brandon Pack Anderson is in the incorrect mindset that he is think having thoughts of fucking uh no love i don't know like there's no way to like fucking i'm not trying to like stretch or anything but i don't want to fucking sound like i don't know it's hard to explain uh, remember you was couch surfing. You ain't have a casa. I mean, casa, I would buy you shoes from out your locker. So she was the one to give him a home when he didn't have one and shoes when he didn't have any to wear. So, yeah, that should say something. Even though I heard around the town from all the gossip between the their legs and sliding in limousines and garages, heard your mama cheated on your dad just like her. You just like her. Karma come around, remember what happened to Tiger. Game over, dead wrong, Biggie Wallace. She has heard a lot of negative things people have been saying about him. She notices similarities between him and his mother and said that she heard about cheating on his father, assuming that he'll lose Sam. When Tiger Woods went through a cheating scandal, his golf career took a plunge. She did eventually make a comeback like last year after winning a big tournament. I don't really, I don't really follow golf. I mean, like... I'll play it if somebody wants to go out with me, but I'm not, like, huge connoisseur of golf. But I know who Tiger Woods is, so I know how big of a deal that is. Um, and if he does the same, then he's screwed. And dead wrong is a phrase to you subscribe someone in the air, and it's also the title of a 1999 song that was posthumously released by Biggie. Which actually featured Eminem, and I'm pretty, if I remember correctly, it's the guest verse that basically put him on the spot. Like, yeah, Renegade was like the big one where like he wiped Jay Z in that song, but like Dead Wrong with like his OG. Well, was that first or forgot about Dre first? Because there's also that question. Like, I think it was Dead Wrong first, but... 
I don't know. Point is, that song was... Well, the point is, Dead Wrong is a play on the Biggie song, which is why Biggie Walsh is said. And it's also, you swab the fact that Anderson's an error. All right, enough talking about Biggie and back to uh, back to Rhapsody. I was the one you counted on before you stacked your wallets. Before he was making all the money he is now, he had to rely on her for everything. Before counting all the money as well, he had to count on her so he could survive. Talk about me, motherfucker, you the wrong problems. He has no right to say anything bad about her because he's the one who had the had the issues in his life and she knows of the struggles firsthand because she's the one that had to deal with them in the first place. Haha, you played yourself for a photo that you ain't know though. I I I only took from Edwards trying to slide up in the DM and show him I was happy with the n-word I was seeing, but you fucked up stupid, so I'll go and see him. He assumed she was looking for attention, but the case is actually the opposite here. She ended up getting attention, but didn't want anything because she's already happy with him. However, since he is making these stupid assumptions, he might as well go and see what they're all up to and, and see what they're all about. Basically, just to show Anderson a lesson to prove that what he's doing is fucking stupid. And he, uh, she concludes the verse as, As you contemplate how to get me back like Liam, no fucking tonight. I'll be gone by the PM, N-word. Uh, I'm, like, I'm sorry for, like, saying he is, I'm just used to this being Anderson's verse and, like, not a different person. Like, with... Um, Schoolboy's verse last episode, like, I was able to just say he and move on, even if I was thinking he was Anderson, uh, they're both male, but since she's female, it's like, I have to add a, add a whole nother letter before what I usually have to say, but like, whatever, nobody, well, people do complain about that, but nobody sensible compa- complains about that. All right. Enough of this gender bullshit. Uh, I I actually have to talk about something important, which is these last two bars of Rhapsody's verse. She is referencing the movie Taken, in which Brian Mills, played by Liam Neeson, has to figure out how to get his kidnapped daughter back at all costs. And she compares the situation to whatever to what she is putting him through, and that she will be leaving tonight because she's upset with him. And the chorus after that, which is performed by Anderson, I think represents uh, Anderson basically begging and pleading for uh, her to come back because she is basically leaving him in the dust right now. And he's basically showing, like, I care. I'm sorry for, like, saying that shit. I didn't mean it. But, like... You can't really take back what you're saying. It's too late now. Alright, so we gotta talk about the outro. Before we talk about the outro, we actually do gotta talk about the beat. So the beat samples Hiya's Coyote's Molasses off their 2015 album, Choose Your Weapon. And in addition to the beat sampling, Napalm's vocals from the song are placed in the outro and these vocals are might not get might not get any better might not might not get might not get any better might not might not get uh these lines are to remind Anderson that things might not be able to get any better in the future 
So he got lucky with this girl who was able to bring him on his feet rather than just staying as a guy with a dollar and a dream his whole life. And this could be both, like, present, like, basically how things are probably not going to get better from here and basically a message from Rhapsody to Anderson that you fucked up. Or it could be in the past where he's thinking, yeah, things aren't going to get better even though things did eventually end up getting better because uh, Rhapsody came into his life. Alright, so I talked about all there is to need. I need to talk about lyrically and I talked about the production and shit. So let's conclude so the song is about a guy who used to be dirt poor for a girl came into his life and made him rise up to greatness anderson plays a role of the guy who's questioning if she really loves him or if he's just doing it for his attention and clout meanwhile rapsy plays a girl who tells him he's delusional for thinking that and he's lucky that she was able to bring up in the first place she goes on to even admit that guys have even tried to slide in on her and she's refused because she's happy with him she eventually decides to go and see what these guys are up to because he's been thinking this and she wants to get back at him for thinking this and yeah that's basically all i have to say about this so thank you guys for listening I uh, really appreciate the support I've gotten throughout the past bunch of months. Uh, this podcast really, um, it's a really fun hobby for me. Uh, keeps me up late at night, but like I'm, like it's one forty seven right now. I'm never asleep until like at least two, so it like gives me something to do while I'm up. Like fuck it, I'll just do some research on Anderson Pack. And uh, his song, What's Next on the Agenda? Ooh, Without You. And uh, next episode, you're going to hear me talking about uh, What's Next on the Agenda? Parking Lot. Ooh. Um, But, yeah, that's all I really got to say. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Remember to rate five stars on whatever you're doing. Uh, Share it. Uh, I don't know, like shout me out or something like i don't really ask for like promotion so if you don't want to promote me like i get it i don't really do much promotion on any of my pages even like personal and shit even though personal nobody's gonna fucking listen to me um but yeah just thank you guys for the support uh just keep doing what you're doing uh hoping we can eventually grow even larger um i i have no intention to make this like a professional thing but like i'd like to an audience would be nice uh but yeah thank you guys for listening and i will catch you guys next time take care guys